Hey, welcome to the Publish, Promote, Profit podcast with me, Rob Kosberg. Every week, I interview thought leaders and experts who have used the book to grow their income and their impact. So tune in weekly for these interviews so you can learn how to use your own best-selling book and go from hunting for clients and opportunities to instead being the hunted. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to uh, the Publish Pro Podcast. It's Rob Kosberg again with you. I have uh, a guest I've already uh, been having a good time with uh, that you are going to love and uh, that perhaps is going to be discussing one of the most important topics of your life. And uh, depending on where you are uh, in your marriage, if you're married, maybe the most important topic in your life. Uh, New York Times bestselling author Laura Doyle was the perfect wife until she actually got married. I love this little story, so I'm going to tell it. Uh, when she told her husband how to be tidier, more romantic, and more ambitious, he avoided her. I can't imagine. <laughs> so she dragged him to marriage counseling and nearly divorced him. In desperation, she asked happily married women for their secrets, and that's when she got her miracle. The man who had wooed her had returned. Laura's books had been translated into 19 languages, 30 different countries, and accidentally started a worldwide movement. Laura's mission is to end world divorce. I love that. She's the founder of uh, the International Relationship Coach Training School. Uh, Laura Doyle Connect, the star of Empowered Wives on Amazon Prime. Very, very cool. The creator of the Ridiculously Happy Wife program, which I've been married 32 years, and that is what I want, a ridiculously happy wife. You are the host of the Empowered Wife podcast. Of course, uh, one of your uh, New York Times bestselling books is The Empowered Wife as well. And you've appeared on the Today Show, Good Morning America, The View, and now, finally, the Published Pro Profit podcast. Finally. <laughs> Laura, so great to have you. Thank you for uh, for being on the podcast today. Really excited to talk to you. Oh, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. What an important topic. I mean, I, I like to be conversational, but you know, I, I shared with you just a few moments ago, I mean, I watched my dad go through four marriages and four divorces, though the first one, which was a product of my mom and dad, I was only six months old. So I didn't exactly watch that, at least uh, the way I did the others. And uh was personally pretty terrified of the idea of being married. And now I've been married 32 years. I'm, I love my wife. We have a great relationship. But um, sadly, that is not the case in most situations. Um, you know, tell me, how long have you been doing this? Tell me about the number of people that you've helped. Like, give me the vision of, of what you've done and where this thing is going. Well, yeah, I mean, we... I definitely started out uh, really just trying to save my own marriage. That was the big goal. And when I got these suggestions from these other women, you know, I had really been right on the brink of divorce, right? I, I remember I was sitting on the counselor's gray couch when I thought, this is not, this is hopeless. Wow. He's never going to change. And I have got to get divorced or I'm going to spend the rest of my life in a loveless marriage. Wow. So I really was right there. And then, so I met, you know, I talked to these other women. I thought they were going to say things like, oh, you have to marry the right person, you know, but they didn't, they didn't say that. <laughs> so good thing. Right. So, but they did give me these ideas that were pretty counter to what I'd seen growing up. And I, like you, I'm the product of um, parents who divorced. So I had a failed recipe that I was following and I was going to get the same results that right. um, my parents got. So I started doing some of the crazy things they suggested, these happily married women. And um, I remember it was not very long after I started doing them that I walked through the door and my husband's face lit up. Like he was happy to see me again. Wow. 
I thought, okay, something's right here. Something's working. And I, and so I really got a glimpse like, okay, now I've got the right information. I know what to do to have a good marriage. So I, I got very hopeful. And then I thought, okay, and we're not going to have those big fights anymore, those cold wars where there's no talking for days. And, and then um, we were in the car not long after that. And we had one of those big blow ups again. And I just thought, ah. You know, I had it figured out. I had it all figured (laughs) out. And what I realized was I knew what to do, but I couldn't really get myself to keep doing it. Mm. And it wasn't the new stuff was hard. It was just, it was new. It was just new. And so I had this idea like, if I get some other, some of my friends and they have to do it too, we're all doing it together, that would give me some structure and some accountability so that I could, I could uh, keep up my habits, my new habits. And so I did, I had, we had, there were five of us. we just meet in my living room and then they would like they would report these miracles too one woman was like oh my husband won the sales contest at work and he took me on the most romantic getaway of our lives and she'd been also unhappy in her marriage and another one said this isn't going to sound big but we've been arguing for months about you know he's i want him to paint the family room well he got up and just painted the family room and he did with a (laughs) smile and she's like that's a miracle so we were really seeing like this works and um one of my one of those women said, can you write down what we're doing for my cousin in Florida? She can't come to California for these little meetings. And I said, sure, I'll I'll do that. And that became my first book. I went to my husband, who was quite pleased with what I was doing also. And um, I said, I think there might be like, maybe like 2000 women who would be interested to get this information on their in their hands. And he said, okay, well, let's, you write it up and we'll publish it. We published it together, self-published. And then I called the LA Times and I just said, I'm doing something. I think you might be interested in it and you should come over. And unknowingly, I had named this book I was in my own little world, thinking this is this is exactly what we're doing. But I had named it in a way that was quite controversial and upsetting to many people, because I called it the surrendered wife. Ooh. Which, and I was, I know, right? So, see, you, yeah, in California. In, I'm in the future now too. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> it's so funny now. I've talked to younger wives, and they're like, it just seemed very old fashioned. I'm like, oh, it did to me too. Believe me, you know. But um, and that was you know 20 years ago. But you know, a surrendered wife just know she can't control her husband, yeah. right? She can't, yeah. it's not going to help if she tells him how to drive or what to wear, or what to eat for lunch. So she doesn't try. She instead focuses on her own happiness. And that in turn, it really improves the intimacy because what does he want more than anything yeah. for her to be happy? Just like you were saying earlier. Right. So right. that was the start of it. And then the LA Times did a story. And back then we had the wire, things were picked up on the wire and it ran nationally, internationally. Wow. So it's just kind of a crazy thing. And then Simon and Schuster republished it and re well, we had to I had to rewrite the whole thing really and it was much better after that. And then yeah, 19 languages and 30 countries. So I didn't set out to do any of that. I just wanted to fix my own marriage. Wow. But it was wow. ended up being like this calling because I just remember Dateline did a like an investigative piece on I had a workshop at the time and they followed one of the workshop members. And it it aired one night, like on a Wednesday. And uh, when I woke up the next morning, my book was number one on Amazon of wow. all books. Wow. Wow. And yeah, and then we hit the New York Times list. And so women just kept reaching out to me like, okay, I got the book. And like me, yeah. they yeah. knew what to do. 
and they couldn't do it. (laughs) And they were, they were asking for help. And I was trying to, I was like, I'd put my email and my phone number in that book, you know, like, here's, here's what you do. And I was trying to help everybody one by one. And (laughs) yeah, it was great. And so then I, I just got overwhelmed. I didn't have any systems or structure to do that. So I, I just remember at one point, like everything's in the book, like, you know, just read my book. And then finally I, I realized like, okay, I can train other women to, to be uh, coaches. We're coaches now. Um, So now I have a team of about 40 coaches that, you know, support all the women that come through our organization. And then there's also, there's lots of, you know, just so, yeah. So that's, I forget what you asked. Oh, I love it. I don't know either. (laughs) 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 Oh, I love it. I I have so many questions from that. And this may be an unfair question, but I want to ask, everybody has like their magic, their process, their six steps, whatever it is. Is there a way that you can, you know, give us a taste of what that looks like? I'd love to. Oh, yes. Absolutely. So, Rob, I'm on a mission to enroll divorce. I am holding nothing back. Good. And yeah, Good. definitely go get the book, but get my free roadmap. You know, join my free Adored Wife Facebook yeah. group. Um, I, I have this, I have so much uh, free stuff that I'm happy to just give Beautiful. everything away Beautiful. as much as I can because it's a big mission. We're making yeah. a dent, I feel. Yeah. Uh, tens of thousands of women now have been able to fix their marriage yeah. using these. So, the six intimacy skills are the secrets that I learned from these women, the really surprising things that they said to me that didn't make any sense at the time. And I'll I'll give you an example. I remember one woman said, she said, I try never to criticize my husband, no matter how much it seems like he deserves it. And I remember thinking, I think I even said like, have you got anything else? um, (laughs) How is that going to work? Right. So, and I didn't know, I didn't even think that was possible. Like, how do you, I mean, I'm supposed to, you know, be honest, right? I'm supposed to be authentic with my husband and let him know when he, you know, is messing up. But honestly, it turns out, you know, that's not what we did when we were falling in love. I didn't tell him how he was messing up. I, I thought he was like the smartest, most handsome, talented, funniest guy, right? That's why I married him. Yeah. So I had to come up with like some structure, some cheap phrases. And the one that I came up with for that because I, I was <laughs> I was so controlling, unfortunately. And I found out that control is about fear and mm. you know, I was really choosing my fear over my faith and my uh my husband's competency. Mm. So one of the little cheap phrases I came up with uh to not criticize or control my husband, which are disrespectful, of course, was um to just say whatever you think. So he'd say like I know I got to take the car in to get those brakes looked at, but I'm feeling like, you know, I better, I think I'm going to do it next week instead of this week or whatever. And I'd yeah. be like freaking out, like that's the brakes <laughs> on the car. Like, ah, you know, you can't do that. But instead I would just say, whatever you think I would like, I trust you. And so I was really just like trying to convey like, yeah, you know, I, I think you're smart. I think I want you to make those decisions yourself. Yeah, you know, I don't want to be telling you how you should do those things because I don't want to feel like your smother mother, who's yeah. by the way not very sexually attractive to her husband. <laughs> so, um, so I started doing that, and then I was able to, you know, teach other women to use this phrase at times too. And one of my students had a just a 
great story of she had just read the book and just it was a real eye opener for her because she thought all the problems in her second marriage were because of him, as many of us have thought. And so she decided she was going to experiment with using this phrase as soon as she finished reading the book, right? So he came up to her and he said, um, listen, you got to tell me what I should do with the, the cell phone plan. We need a new cell phone plan. And she just was, she was afraid he was going to mess up, you know, but she said, uh, oh, uh, yeah, Doug, whatever you think. And he goes, no, come on. <laughs> like, I don't want to get in trouble later, right? So you better tell me what you want me to do. And she just repeated it. She said, whatever you think, I trust you. Wow. So he went away and made his decision about the cell phone plan and he did fine, right? It was fine. Yeah. And um, they'd been sleeping in separate beds for like six months. And that night he came up to her and he just said, you were so nice today. Mm. And there was a thaw and she said she, she got tears in her eyes and she, she climbed into their same bed for the first time in six months that night. And it was like the beginning wow. of wow. a reconciliation. And that was 20 years ago. And she still gets tears in her eyes when she talks about how tragic it would have been to lose this guy who's the love of her life yeah. just because she didn't have the right training and the right skills. So anyway, so that's that's a little glimpse. There's six skills and yeah. there's there's over 20 cheat phrases. You know, I call them cheat phrases. They're meant to like put your heart right, right? Yeah. Like the way we teach children to say please and thank you, right? Because we want to uh, cultivate gratitude. So I mean, I'd be happy to go through all six if that's how you want to use the the time. You know, um, I, I love I love that. I mean, I'm happy to do whatever you want to do. I I want people to get the book because I think uh, the things you're sharing are are so powerful. Maybe go in a different direction. Let me ask you this: I from the the previous title, you know, the first title, the surrendered yeah. wife, yes. and and just listening to you and and connecting with you, it, was there is there a spiritual component? to all of this and if so how did that come about and maybe you know share some of that i'd like to hear yeah absolutely so there's definitely a spiritual component in terms of uh, paying a lot more attention to your spirit i remember at the end of the oprah show she used to say um, remember your spirit mm -hmm. right and this for me is this book really was the answer to that because it's so much about I, we talk about staying on your paper it's sort of like uh, when you're a kid at school you know they say keep your eyes on your paper not your neighbor's paper right, right. but it's like what's your husband doing well that's not you know, we don't have any power there. That's where you get exhausted and overwhelmed. But what's happening on your paper? How do you feel? What do you want? So we're paying a lot of attention to our spirits and certainly like making ourselves ridiculously happy is, is one aspect of it. And, um, and what we have found is that women from a wide variety of faiths, like many Orthodox Jewish uh, coaches, I have Muslim coaches, and I have uh, Christian coaches as well. They're all very attracted to this work. Yeah. And they, they all say something similar, which is, I knew from my faith that this is what I am supposed to be doing. This really matches my faith. Right. But I didn't have the specific instructions, the specific training yeah. that I needed to really be successful. And now I do. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I, I've listened to carefully to what you've said. You've used words like heart. You've talked about humility, obviously focusing on yourself. And many of these are, are you know, very basic kind of spiritual principles. And maybe basic isn't the right word. They're fundamental spiritual principles that often get lost, right? Because oftentimes people that, 
maybe don't have a religious upbringing or even a, a spiritual kind of upbringing or sense, they look at religious people as the opposite, right? They're arrogant. They're, they want to impose their opinion on other people. And, and there certainly is that element. But this is the opposite, which really is kind of a, a fundamental uh, belief. I wonder if you can speak to that at all. I mean, that that must be interesting that, uh, you know, I mean, you, you must have both. You must have people that are still opposed in one sense to some of the things you're teaching because it doesn't feel very 2021-ish, right? Right. That's right. Uh, Absolutely. Even, even though, it, and on the other hand, there must be this real embracing of it by certain people that either have experienced it in their faith or just knew they should have experienced in their faith. I, I wonder if you can speak to that at all. Yeah, I have a theory that if, um, and we'll never know, but if somebody had given me my books prior to me writing them, I would have been like, no, thank you. <laughs> I am a feminist and I'm well-educated and, yeah. you know, yeah. my opinion counts and I know that, and, you know, whatever. Right. So, I do think it is like a, it is a spiritual journey mm. in every sense of the word to, yeah, to gain that humility and that to choose your faith, right, over your fear. And it's true that it's true what you said. Like, I, I certainly have students who are quite enthusiastic, but they're like, but not this part, you know? And I get that. Like, <laughs> I don't want to do that part either sometimes. Right. So, and, and I feel like that's okay. That's good. You know, you can experiment right. with these skills, right? It's maybe just you're doing something different than you've ever done before to get. The kind of relationship you've never had before. Yeah. But if that's motivating, right? If you think having a strong marriage, a lasting marriage, if that's a priority to you, if that's important to you, then that's where the willingness comes from to maybe stretch and grow and do things that are pretty uncomfortable right. at first. Some of the phrases, you know, really felt like sawdust in my mouth. Then they became honey in my mouth after yeah. I saw the results and felt the restored dignity mm. uh, myself and confidence yeah. that I got from them. Yeah, I love that. I wonder, Laura, you you know, the, the obvious theme is helping people in their marriages, which probably means that a lot of people are coming in desperate circumstances. Yes, yes. Um, is there any kind of movement to getting this to people like in marriage counseling or, you know, a little like Dave Ramsey you know, teaches within churches this financial, you know, uh, peace and independence and that kind of thing, trying to help people at whatever stage they're in and hopefully before they make a mess of things. Uh, sure. Is there anything sure. like that happening? Well, yeah, absolutely. So that is a big part of the pod, my podcast, the Empowered Wife podcast. I'm trying to, I go through all, everything in the six skills and yeah. hold nothing yeah. back and give all my best stuff. And I hold um, a challenge where I invite women to come onto Facebook. That's coming in August, actually. And um, we just go through whole thing as a community we just all you know this today we're all going to try this cheat phrase or you know you're going to experiment with you know taking this action or whatever and then my coaches you know my side coaches all over the world mm. and we do yeah we are trying to serve women wherever you find them right which is certainly at churches and and yeah. moms yeah. groups and yeah. just wherever we can get to them 
I mean, I, I will say that it is true that most of my students show up feeling pretty hopeless. Mm. Like, I know it's worked for other people, Laura, but I just don't see. I just can't see how it's going to, yeah. you know, the yeah. problem is his drinking. The problem is his other woman. Mm. Uh, the problem is that, you know, he's verbally abusive or emotionally abusive or mm. physically abusive. Ugh. How Ugh. in the world is this ever going to fix anything. I just don't, I don't see it. And yet if they, they come, I just admire, I feel like my students are my heroes too, because I feel like I should, you know, have awards or something give out because they'll come with like a triple threat. I just interviewed a woman on the podcast. He said, we're getting divorced. Uh, he had another woman he'd moved out. So separated that, you know, it's the trifecta. And here she was coming on my podcast to talk about the miracle in her marriage where, you know, a year ago, that was their situation. And now here we are a year hence from her getting the community and the skills and the support, the coaching that she needed. And they are, they're back together. She says her marriage is better than ever. She's pregnant, expecting their next child. And so this is the kind of, they inspire me, you know, I get, that's what I get to witness every day. Uh, So, when your hope is low, that's where I want you to come closer to this community because that's part of what we're here. You you had a little shred of hope, you misplaced it somewhere. That's okay. <laughs> come on over. We'll we'll remind you oh, of what's that. possible. You know what's interesting? I'm just going to be blunt and honest. Maybe not blunt, but honest. But it's funny. Even like hearing some of the things that you're sharing, I have this uneasiness. Like even in myself, like that guy doesn't deserve her. I mean, right? I mean, like you said, they're verbally abusive, physically abusive. I'm like, oh, should that be fixed? Like, I don't know. There's like a part of me that that just so I can imagine how it must create so much turmoil in these wives. Oh, yeah. Because I'm, I'm not a wife and I'm not them. And I feel a reaction within me. Over Absolutely. That. Is, that, is yeah. that weird? <laughs> no, it's totally appropriate. Of course. Of course. And you want to, and especially with somebody you love, you just want to protect them, right? right? So if you hear he's abusive, he's cheating, he's yeah. drinking excessively, or you just think, oh my God, get out, right? right. That's an, right. So it's kind of an embarrassing story. So in that first book, The Surrendered Wife, that's pretty much what I wrote. Like if he's one of these three things that we're talking about right now, then I say, you should leave. This isn't, you know, don't stay. It's not safe. And I ended up having to do the worst, you know, eat humble pie big because what I discovered was that women would say, you know what, he's these things and... And I have five kids and I'm not going to break up my family right. or yeah, I would have to go get a job or, or whatever. Right. Or I don't yeah. want to lose status in my church or right. whatever it is like for whatever, or, you know, I made a covenant to God and I'm yeah. not going to break it. Right. I have a lot of women say that. So they needed something and they were willing, they were willing to do some work on their side just to see what if I just clean up my side of the street, let's just see what happens. Mm. And that is, that's why I feel like I really do need awards for these wives, right? It just yeah. blows my mind. I have, I have a coach who had a restraining order against wow. her husband. Uh, and now she's just this powerful coach. She has fixed so many marriages, right? Wow. I have another wow. one who went to the hospital for physical abuse, right? But they saw another possibility. So, I mean, I always think safety comes first, of course, if you're not safe and you're the expert on your own life and you have to do what fits for you. And if if you decide like, hey, I really have to get out, this is really an unsafe situation, then I completely support that. And 
I, I'm not the expert on your marriage. Right. And I would right. never. So today I just, we're a stand for every marriage, every yeah. marriage. If you want to fix it, come on over. We got you. Wow. That's beautiful. I mean, that's uh, inspiring, challenging. Um, challenging. Right. It is. It's challenging. Yeah. I mean, it, it challenges like conventional thought. A lot of these things do. But, you know, I haven't been married for 32 years because I've done it the way everyone else has done it. That's certainly That's, that's exactly certainly true, right. Right? That's um, exactly right. You know, yes. you got to got to throw out conventional thought uh, if you want an unconventional marriage and so many marriages end in divorce and even the ones that don't aren't particularly happy in many cases. And so I love what you're doing. I congratulate you. I couldn't be, you know, happier for you. I feel like I've known you forever. I know. Yeah, I, just talking very, to you. It's very, very cool. Yeah. You know? Yeah, thank you. Maybe we can shift gears a little. And I want to give, by the way, I don't know what links you're going to give towards the end, but I don't want to forget this. Um, you have a challenge coming up. I love challenges. We do an online book challenge and that kind of thing. It helps so many people. So I want to make sure if we can give the link to the challenge, if you're okay with that. Yes. Good. Yes. good. I want to at least mention that. We'll give them a bunch of different links and we'll put them in the show notes. But so part of the Publish Pro Profit podcast is your magic and your magic is incredible. And I congratulate you and wish you much, much more success. The other part of it is telling us about, and you shared a little bit, how your books in particular and your content has really helped you to become an authority in your space, get your message out to the world, uh, specific examples of that, uh, because so many people have you know, a great story in them and great mm -hmm. content and great knowledge and yet uh, are oftentimes uh, afraid maybe of writing their book or or taking those steps. And so we want to try to inspire them to, you know, do what they need to do in that case. So maybe you could tell me a little bit about that. What, you know, are you continuing to write? Are you continuing to create content? Give me, give me the, the vibe on that. Uh, I create content uh, almost every day still wow. to this Great. day, but um, I have five books and I'm feeling pretty complete with that. I have to say good. My latest book, the empowered wife, I'm super proud and happy with how it really lays out everything yeah. for women to really get started. And I guess I just want to speak to how scary everything is at every stage. I mean, I just, I was super passionate to write uh, my first book, all my books, but, oh, my gosh, when it came to going on the Today Show and Good Morning America and Dateline, like, oh, my goodness, <laughs> like, can I just go back to bed? Because I don't think I'm ready for this, you know? And, right. and I feel like every stage is that way. Like, when I started my coaching organization, when I did the Empowered Wives on Amazon, like, I just get terrified all the time. Mm. And so, I guess, for me, what's been, so a couple things, I mean, one is, like, I try not to let that stop me. I mean, I'm sure it does sometimes. It probably yeah. does. It's probably things I would have done if I wasn't so scared all the time. But but also that there's just nothing quite like having a, a team of cheerleaders, people yeah. that are standing for your greatness and cheering you on. And it's almost like saying, you know, who wants to do this with me? Mm. And then, you know, people raise their hand. They do. They want to do it with you. Like I think about my, my coach, Kathy Murray, who's been with me since the beginning yeah. uh, for 20 years now. And that has just given me so much inner strength. And I've gotten so much further by just yeah having a team, being surrounded by people who share the same passion and mission and really want me to be successful. And and they want themselves to be successful too, yeah. right? That it's almost like, hey, let's go this way. And everyone's like, yeah, that sounds great. Let's do it. Yeah. 
I love that. So having the right team around you, super important. Obviously, having people that are that share the dream with you and what your goals and desires. You know, in some ways, it might be hard for people to relate to you because today's show, Good Morning America, <sighs> The View, yeah. you know, yeah. Dateline, you know, New York Times bestselling author. I think, I don't know all the dates of that, but I think that some of those things took place a while ago or they did. maybe from your first and second book. And so your more recent books, perhaps uh, you've gotten media and certainly you've gotten attention, but I think it's probably been a little bit different than the attention that you've, you've gotten in the past. Talk to me a little bit about how your more recent books have helped you to like the empowered wife, how has it helped you to further your message, build your coaching program, that kind of thing, without the Today Show or Good Morning America, if you know what I mean? Yeah, Rob, you're so smart to make that distinction. That is a really important one. And I remember really feeling discouraged that I couldn't get, I couldn't make it rain again the yeah. way it all happened that with that first book, I was like, that was amazing. Let's just do that again. And it didn't happen that way at all. And the most recent book was really born out of needing to update my messaging. Like, this is what I've learned over the past, because it came 15 years after that first book. Yeah. And I'd been married 15 years longer. And I uh, had all these tens of thousands of students that I'd learned so much from. And, you know, it was that Mia Culpa that I mentioned earlier. So that book, the purpose was very much like, I really want to just lay out these six intimacy skills so clearly, so black and white for everyone to just pick up. And, and I had already started my coaching organization at that point. So it felt like a tool, like something I was going to be able to, yeah, that, that, like everybody can have this and then they're indoctrinated. They come and they know why they're coming to me, right? It's, right. I'm not just right. some relationship expert, marriage expert. They um, are attracted to this message to that marriage, lasting marriage is important and they have power to do that. So I think I, I mean, I definitely did a lot of the traditional things that you would think. Like, I think I sadly fell into some telesummits, which I don't, <laughs> I don't recommend necessarily. Um, and did, I did do, I, I, I've done many podcasts. I've been a guest on many podcasts, of course. I did do some TV. I think I did like, you know, I don't know, Good Morning Portland. And, you know, I did just a little bit of that kind of thing. Yeah. And you're right. I just didn't get the same kind of, whoa, you know, explosive growth. But what I found was my blogging. I fundamentally, I'm a writer, right? In yeah. fact, I do these speaking things and other things, but that's not really my wheelhouse. My wheelhouse is I'm a writer. Oh. And so through the blogs, one thing that happened, I was just so fortunate was I would write a blog on like how to get him back. And it would start to um, rank highly on Google yeah. because it was, I was really speaking to my niche audience, right? They, that's exactly what they were looking for. And so today I'm proud to say, you know, most of the women that find me, find me organically, or we also have fantastic word of mouth. Yeah. Fortunately, yeah. women read the book and they get super excited and they make all their friends read the book too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I've done a lot less uh, traditional media than I did with the first one. And, and yet we're, we're really happy with where we are and yeah. who the book reaches. I love it. I love it. You know, you, in some ways you caught lightning in the bottle in the beginning. It did. It did. Um, and yet that doesn't necessarily create longevity in and of itself, no. right? And no. so, you know, most of the people that are listening will not do that, right? They're not going to hit the New York Times necessarily and, and maybe, you know, be on all of these uh, amazing shows. However, and I haven't, 
Uh, however, you know, having a great book uh, like, you know, Publish, Promote, Profit uh, is a Wall Street Journal bestseller, but it hasn't sold millions of copies, of course. But that book has led to about $3 million in revenue to my business in just the last 18 months. Because we're using it uh, in conjunction with paid advertising, book funnels, online challenges, those kinds of things. And so, you know, it, it's that is lasting because, you know, if you have a message and you can continue to put your message at a profit because it's a business venture, right? I mean, you, yes. if you're going to keep doing what you're doing, you need to survive. You need to make money. And you so have to be sustainable. You, right. Yeah. Of course. And the more people you want to get your message in front of, the more money it's going to cost you to do that Yes, in an advertising sense, et cetera. And so, so thanks for answering that. I mean, I, and I love what you're doing, the blogging, all your writing. And if you haven't done book funnels, it may be hard if your books are traditionally published, but because it's a little bit more expensive that way. But book funnels are a fantastic way. And I'm telling you, I, I know of a couple of people that that run book funnels in the marriage advice relationship space and get their message out in a big, big, powerful way. It's a very profitable place to, um, you know, on Facebook, Instagram, uh, even YouTube, advertising in a free plus shipping type book funnel. Anyway, we can talk more about that. And I can send you some links if you're interested in that kind of thing. But absolutely. Uh, but thanks for oh, sharing that to. because that, you know, it's important for people to hear that kind of thing because just so many of my clients come to me and they're like, you know what, we want to hit New York Times and we want to be on these shows. And I'm like, well, what then? Okay, let's say that were to happen. It's not going to, but let's say it. What then? You need a sustainable way to get your message out. And your book is, everybody's book is, but there has to be a process that is, we like to call it proactive as opposed to reactive. Reactive is things are happening and it, the book is selling and it's just amazing. And you don't even know where it's coming from. Proactive is, oh, I know where it's coming from. I do this and I get this back kind of thing. Yes, so, yes. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, good. you're absolutely right. The the first one was just reactive. <laughs> it just was falling over backwards and being very fortunate. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it's, you make a really good point. That's exciting. I mean, Rob, I'm super impressed that you, I mean, that kind of revenue from book sales. Oh, it's not uh, from book I, sales. It's from our program sales. So the book, it, yes. like you, the book is leading to our done that's for right. you services. So that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we've done, I don't know. I mean, the, Probably on Facebook alone, maybe we've sold twenty or twenty five thousand copies in the last eighteen months. But, but that's generally not at a profit. That's at a loss or break right. even, best case scenario. But what yes. that does is that you know that leads people to me through our email autoresponder and and through our other process uh, of people that say, well, you know, I want to do everything that you teach and publish pro profit, but I don't have time. I'm a business owner. Can I just write you a check? And of course. Uh, we're willing to take a check and and it's what we do and, and we'll help them with that. But that's the point. That's the point of our business is helping the right people to get their message out and then kind of duplicate that in whatever their their space is. So our book is, you know, my book is the way to, you know, get people to raise their hands in a profitable or a break-even way on the front end for us. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic, Robert. I'm so happy that you are sharing what you do with other authors because yeah. it is yeah. 
what a mystery, right? It is a mystery. <laughs> have it a is. book and then go, oh, what do I do? And yeah. I didn't experience it on the first book, but I have certainly yeah. experienced that yeah. challenge on subsequent books. So you really need a guide. You know, everyone does. I still need a guide. And I, you know, I use the best and brightest people that I can find to help me get my message out far and wide. Yeah. Because well, you need that's to. Because how you end world your, divorce. Yeah. Your message yeah. matters. Uh, it matters. And it's already helped tens of thousands, but there are certainly tens of thousands more. Uh, that, there are. That you there need are. to help. So, Laura, thank you. Yeah. Where can people, let's send them some, oh. you know, let's give them the link to the challenge. Let's, uh, That's right. let's tell That's them where right. they can best find you to get your stuff. So I have two really great things going on. One is that challenge. Yeah. The timing yeah. is fantastic. So if you go to Facebook and join my free Adored Wife Facebook group, that's where we're going to hold the challenge. Love it. But you can also be notified by email. And one one great way to join my email list is to go and download the free Adored Wife uh, Roadmap. So it's a PDF. So if you just go and download that and you can check the box that says, you know, you want to hear about other stuff that we're doing, then I'll keep you up to date. And plus that Adored Wife Roadmap is fantastic. It has the six things laid out on there. And it also has three most common mistakes that women make when they're trying to get their husband's time, attention, and affection, mm. which, and I, I made all those mistakes too, sadly, but, and then what to do instead. So Love that's, it. that's and, how you can do it. What's the link to get that download? Oh. Good question. Thank you. Appreciate that, Rob. It's lauradoyle.org. Perfect. lauradoyle.org. Awesome. So we'll send them there. And of course, they can look up uh, The Adored Wife on Facebook. And yours is the group, and they can join that group for the challenge. And I assume you do multiple challenges at different times. Is that if someone's hearing this later or something? Yeah, I've done a few. Um, I'm just getting started with them. I think for sure we do at least one a year, maybe two a year. Yeah, we'll see how that pans out in the future. It's a lot of gosh, it's a lot for my it's team. It's a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> to, to put up a challenge, I think people don't realize, like, oh my gosh. But I do love them. They're so inspiring and exciting. Yeah. Uh, so definitely don't miss the challenge. And you can come and check and, yeah, we'll, we'll let you know when they're coming up. Yeah. And certainly they can be in the Facebook group. And I imagine there's a lot of engagement and whatnot in the Facebook group. And they can get That's a lot correct. of help in there no matter when. Awesome. That's right. We're always pointing, yeah, always providing lots of resources in there. Good. Laura, thank you. I, I know we went a little long, but this was really, really good stuff for people. And thank you for being here today. I uh, loved having you on the podcast and we'll get this out to people right away. And uh, this is a great message people need to hear. Oh, thank you so much, Rob. It's really been a pleasure. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. 